So, yesterday, uh, Sony announced the new PS5, and there were some absolutely jaw-dropping things, but today I'm going to go over all of the most important information that will be in section 1, and that will just continue immediately after this. And then section 2 will be my thoughts on the PlayStation 5 and why I'm not getting one. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Also, please note that the second half of this podcast does include some highly opinionated content, so if you do not wish to hear that content, then please stop after the first part. There will be a warning before that part cuts. So, let's get started with probably what actually happened. Uh, the PlayStation 5 has been announced, and so have the price and release date. So, Sony announced that the PlayStation 5 will cost $500 when it launches on November 12th, alongside the $400 digital edition. Pre-orders will begin on September 17th at selected retailers. Uh, yeah, that's confusing. Uh, there was something about it actually launching yesterday accidentally, I don't exactly know. But the pricing puts Sony equal to the top-of-the-line Series X and $100 over the Series S. However, that $100 is worth it as the digital edition is just a version of PlayStation 5 without a disk drive. So you're actually getting more for your money in a way. So you're actually getting the same amount of power just without a disk drive. Uh, personally though, I do recommend that if, if you're getting the PlayStation 5 and you just get the higher end one. Unless like that $100 is like games for you. Which it very well could be because there's no Game Pass. And Sony have stated that they have no intention of releasing a Game Pass like model. Uh, more on that later. Now the pricing obviously puts them up against Microsoft console. However, the release date is a bit more confusing. So November 12th is the release date for the US, Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. So those countries are getting it two days after the Xbox's worldwide release date. And that is kind of a bummer, actually. I'm kind of shocked to see Sony not just go for November 10th, same as the the Xbox, and put themselves on equal footing. Because those extra two days, actually, for a lot of people, for some people, could literally be the difference between next-gen or not next-gen. But the worst thing is that it's November 19th for people in the rest of the world, with the exception of China, who we currently don't know the launch date of. Uh, as for why we don't know the launch date of China, I don't really know. But the fact is, the fact that the rest of the world are getting it a week after the US, Japan, Mexico, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. And the fact that as far as I can tell, I can't see any link between those countries being the first to get it. Apart from the US and Mexico being in North America and Japan obviously, as far as I'm aware, Sony is a Japanese com- company. Uh, wait, let me search that quickly actually. Is Sony a Japanese company? Yeah, it's a Japanese multinational conglomerate corporation headquarters in Tokyo. So, yeah, Sony is definitely a Japanese company. So, I understand why Japan would get it first. That's fine. I don't mind that. But the fact is, this is definitely not fair on the rest of the world who are going to have to wait over nine days extra for those for those of us especially here in the uk who want that console um which by the way the pricing for that is 450 pounds for the uh playstation 5 non playstation 5 full fat version and then 360 pounds for the digital edition 
Um, I don't know why it's not just 100 off, but that's the way it works. So, it's definitely weird though that they're launching it that much after. I mean, personally, that, would actually, that could actually sway my console choice. And it also shows what market Sony actually values in terms of the competition. Like, it just, it seems to show to me what value, what market Sony values in a way, as it believes those are more important. Now, the PlayStation 4 originally at launch cost 400 US dollars, and the PlayStation 4 was sold, is, was, and still is sold for 400 US dollars, outside of major deals like Black Friday. Now, I'm not sure what's happening with the old models of PlayStation 4. I believe they will still be supported in terms of still made and stuff, like the PS2 and PS3 were. But PlayStation 5 backwards compatibility is the overwhelming majority of the existing PlayStation 4 lineup. Details are still slim, it's not exactly the same as, um. Pardon me, sorry, again. Um. It's not exactly the same as what we have for the Xbox, where we basically have a guaranteed almost all games, where it's more of a, your game is more likely to work than not, but it's definitely good. Now, yes, the price is expensive, but it's not the most expensive console sold. Uh, the most expensive console was the PlayStation 3, which cost 500 bucks for 20 gigabytes or 600 US dollars for 60 gigabytes. That is also why I was considering that they might release for 600 US dollars as well, uh, just due to the fact that they have done that in the past when they previously won a generation with PlayStation 2, they absolutely thrashed it. And so, PlayStation 3, they had very high prices and they probably thought they could get away with it. So, they have actually learned their lesson. Uh, so, that's kind of all launches. Let's go on to the game onto the games though because this game's lineup is just destroying Xbox but personally I don't care. Um so uh yeah I don't care because the prices of V games is extortionate. So Demon Souls as far as I can remember the only demo we had of that was a guy in a night armor just slashing people down. It looks it personally looked a bit boring to me. 70 US dollars to run around in a night in shining armor suit and just swing a sword. I didn't see any narration or anything in that gameplay. Destruction All Stars is 70 US dollars. Spider-Man Morales Basic Edition is 50 US dollars. Which is also by the way coming to PlayStation 4. So if you're a PlayStation 4 and you get update upgrade to get a new Spider-Man, you might want to think about it because you will still get the new Spider-Man and most games coming out this year. And for a bit of time, we'll still be sporting the PlayStation 4, so it is actually worth holding on to it for a bit longer. Uh, the the Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition, which includes Spider-Man Miles Morales and Spider-Man, and the original Spider-Man Remastered, is 70 US dollars. Understandable, actually, that's a decent price. Uh, as for Sackboy, A Big Adventure, it is 60 US dollars. Uh, one thing that you will notice, though, is that this doesn't. This is like their main kind of launch games. Astro's Playroom is also being launched and Counterpoint Build on PlayStation Five, but that's kind of their sixth launch titles on November twelfth. 
Now, it does include multi-platform games such as Fortnite, which are confirmed for both consoles at launch, as well as releases such as Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, and Cyberpunk 2077, which is also confirmed for cross-generation releases on November 19th, which is actually the same day as PlayStation 5 launches here in the UK and is available across the world. Uh, Sony have confirmed that some of the games will see PS4 versions, as they basically, uh, and this is actually a massive surprise and does make me think a bit better because they officially confirmed that they officially confirmed that there wouldn't be anything to do with that. Uh, they said that any new games won't be on the PS4, so they've actually walked that back without walking it back, which I think is actually a good thing for them to do. But the fact is, they burnt the goodwill for trust that they would do that when they said they're not going to do it. And that if you want to play new games, you have to buy a new console. They burn a bit of goodwill with me. Uh, but you're going to be Spider-Man Miles Morales, Sackboy Big Adventure, and also Horizon Forbidden West. That is a massive thing. And that's not coming out until... Ha- yeah, that's not coming out until 2021, so that's amazing. <coughs> uh, sorry about that. Uh, Sony is yet to announce a free upgrade commitment, like the Smart Delivery Program. But it does point to something similar to do with that. It's just not an official program that Microsoft has made. Now, something important about it though is that if you have a disc version of the game, then you have to have then you will have to buy the disc disc based version of the PS5. So you can't have a disc based version of Spider-Man Miles Morales on your PS4 and then buy the digital version of PlayStation 5 and still play your dissipated version because you have to have a license either connected to your PlayStation account or connected to the disc and currently they don't transfer licenses between the two which does make sense in my opinion uh, and likewise if you have digital edition then you'll be absolutely fine so if you have a digital version don't worry about which one you get it's the same thing so that's definitely good, but one thing that is annoying is the maximum cost of PlayStation 5 games that we're seeing here, uh, 70 US dollars. Now we don't know whether this is the same for Microsoft, for Microsoft and their first party titles, which they don't have. That is one thing I have to say, it does feel like they're compensating for a bit with Game Pass and everything. They ha- As far as I'm aware, they don't actually have any exclusive at launch date. Um, it's kind of disappointing, I was expecting a new Forza Motorsport. I was expecting all of the games that they showed off in the game showcase, I was expecting them to be launched at exclusives, but they have none of them with a date yet, like they're all going to be next year, which is really annoying for me actually, because, yeah, but basically, it's just, yeah, the maximum price will be 70, will be either, uh, PlayStation own worldwide studio titles will be priced from a minimum of 50 US dollars to a maximum of 70 US dollars. So definitely a jump. And when you consider that you're already paying 500 US dollars, you're now paying 570 dollars just to have your first game on that console. Although, if you are someone who doesn't really want to play, pay for a new game, then I have some good news for you because while Sony, and I'm going to clarify all of this, but Sony does now have a PlayStation Plus collection. Now, this is only for about 18 or so 
PS4 games. No PS5 games will be coming to this service. None. At least at originally launched. And not all of these are exclusives, either some of them are also third party titles. So the games on this list include God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15. By the way, Final Fantasy 16 is being released on PlayStation 1st. Uh, I don't believe it's a full PlayStation exclusive, but it is a temporary exclusive for a certain amount of time. Smart move. Uh, the Last Guardian, Ratchet and Clank, Infamous Second Son. Uh, great game, by the way. Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat X, Persona 5, Until Dawn, and Resident Evil Biohazard. Those, that is the full list of games. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18 games, not all exclusives, but if you're the kind of person you want to wait to actually buy games because you still get your PS Plus subscription, then good news, you have 18 games that you can play from last gen. Yeah. Uh, just quickly on PlayStation and a Game Pass like competitor, uh, people were hoping this was the start of it. Jim Ryan, head of PlayStation, has come out and confirmed there will not be a direct competitor to Game Pass. Uh, just because they believe on making, quote, good exclusive titles. Fair play, take those shots, I have to say. That is a fair shot to take, Miss Jen. I'm actually really disappointed in Microsoft. They just shot themselves in the foot by pushing back Halo Infinite. Personally, push back the launch of the X. No, no, do not push back for the launch of the Xbox Series X or Series S, actually. Do not do that. Um, no, I was going to say feel free to push down back the launches, but no, no, you are not ever pushing back that launch date. That is, no. Um, <laughs> but I'm kind of annoyed at that new launch date. I'm hoping that they get these new games sorted out quickly. But regardless, uh, feel free to take shots, but Sony has said they will never do a Game Pass-like subscription model of their own. Now, as for other things coming to uh, Sony PlayStation, they're not really much from outside developers in way of subscription services, etc, etc. Uh, EA Play does exist on PlayStation, but and it is worth it if you're an EA gamer, but on its own I wouldn't say it's worth it. And there's also no way to finance the PlayStation PlayStation 5 officially from Sony. Uh, Jim Ryan came out and said that actually that's not important because retailers do it themselves. And he said that all access doesn't really matter to them because retailers can do something similar themselves. I think he's missing the point of all access a bit with that, if I'm brutally honest with you. Uh, I think All Access is much more than just financing, it's including amazing games and amazing services to allow you to have a good time on your console. It's about much more than just financing. I think he's, I think Sony are missing the mark on that. But again, if it's not profitable for them, because don't forget as well, even now Steam is not a direct shot at Xbox. Because uh, the fact is, Microsoft have a lot more cash in hand than Sony, it's a fact. Uh, they have a lot more business areas that they can just pull money from. 
to throw into that Xbox and Xbox won't really have to worry about going anywhere. It's a natural fact and it's the way it works. So that is everything in terms of kind of a factual stuff based on Sony's PlayStation 5. Honestly, I I am glad that they're releasing it and I almost said I, I might go PlayStation 5 or keep my PS4 but both of those this morning are looking incredibly silly actually when I look at it because I realised I'm keeping the PlayStation 4 for one game and then I'll probably sell it once I've played it. Yeah, long story short, it is not worth it for me to play uh, to keep my PS4 and I'm selling all of my digital, all of my database games apart from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on the Xbox because I'm going to get a Series X hopefully and with a Series X yeah, the Series X is an amazing console. And I'll just put my Jedi Fallen Order disc in there whenever I want. So that is everything in terms of factual information. I'm going to kind of do a small kind of break thing. You'll hear the tone I put in, whatever tone I put in, and then it'll go on to kind of opinionated information. Uh, if you have decided that you don't really want to hear my opinion, then fair play. Thank you for listening so far, and I'll see you in the next episode. But I would prefer if you did continue listening as I do believe I will have some valid points in my opinion. And of course if you disagree then feel free to disagree. It's an open platform. Everyone has a voice. Okay so just the last warning quickly before I do go on to this. Just remember this is now opinionated content. If you have a different opinion then feel free to but this is a podcast and I figured I should let you know why I'm going with the choice I'm going for. <coughs> so I have, I decided a good few months ago now that regardless of exclusives I was still going to stay Xbox. And even these, and even the news out today has not swayed my mind. And I believe I have some fair opinions as to why and that my reasons are decently valid, hopefully. And I hope you understand why I choose it as well. But at the end of the day, this is a court of personal, personal opinion and no one is right or wrong. However, in terms of exclusive RIP Xbox, um, that is one negative to the Xbox One. Kind of. And I'll go on to why it's a kind of in a bit. So first things first, though, we need to go over why I'm going Xbox. Um, the simple fact is the first proper console I've had that's not like a Wii or a Switch was an Xbox One. And I've had that console for seven years. And over those seven years there is currently a spider crawling around on the floor in my room and where did it go? Okay. Uh okay, I'm now keeping a lookout for a spider. But <laughs> I swear I've seen the spider every once in a while now in my room, it just doesn't seem to leave. Uh, basically, where was I? Yeah, I'm staying with Xbox because I've had an Xbox for seven years since 2013 and I built up a library of a lot of games on that platform that I paid for that are digital, even non-physical ones and even physical ones I'm happy to sell because if I really do want to play them again... Oh, hang on, just found a spider. Give me a sec. <laughs> but even if I do want to play with games again... There we go, caught the spider. Um, 
Sorry about that. I am more than happy to buy them again in a digital variant. <laughs> there was just a spider crawling around in my room. Uh, yeah, so I am absolutely more than happy to buy them again digitally because they'll be fairly cheap as they're fairly old games. But the fact is I don't need to because Xbox Game Pass. So this is where my Xbox has exclusive comes in. Like, just because you don't have to buy them doesn't mean they're not exclusives. You have access to every single Gears of War game ever released, from the first one to the latest Gears 5. All of them currently installing on my Xbox as well right now actually, and I'm not sure on the progress. But, I can I can play every single Gears game to be released on my Xbox. Uh, there's a Killer Instinct fighting game. It's still a great game even today when there's not really much release for it. There's Forza Horizon 4, Forza Motorsport 7. I don't actually own that one, I am considering using just a small part of just go to buy it, it will probably be like 10 quid or so, so I'm considering just doing a small part of just go to like G2A or something and typing in the code, just as a quick part of this, because why not, it's a new game to play. And um, like I got a one terabyte hard drive that's almost full with games on it. And I figured if I have a one terabyte hard drive that's almost got games on it completely filled up, then why suddenly throw away all of the purchases I've made on Xbox to get to PlayStation? At the end of the day, I don't need the PlayStation exclusives, I don't need the exclusive games. They're not the games I play more often more often than not. I am playing the non-exclusives. And I have a PlayStation 4. I use my PlayStation 4 for a grand total of a month. Like, constantly using it without going on Xbox. A month. In that month, I played... I played Destiny 2. A bit. Just with cross save, because why not? No, no, I didn't even do that, because it wasn't actually available for free back then. I don't think. I can't remember. It was around the time when it started to become free. Um, I played Spider-Man. For a month, I grinded the original Spider-Man DLC story. My mum brought me a I like I was given a PlayStation 5 for two games, Spider-Man and Horizon Zero Dawn. Spider-Man I was hooked, Horizon Zero Dawn I could have come and gone as I please and I have gone. Um just cause they say, oh yeah no we've got the best exclusives. The chances that you play those exclusives daily and that's the only games you play are low and with that with that being said that's why I'm hate that's why I'm an Xbox gamer because the chances of me going out to buy those games just for a bit of solo single player gaming and the chance of I'm actually going to come back to those campaigns is low I stretch out my single player campaign games for a while on purpose because once the campaign is over, there's not much to do. With Destiny 2, you've already got another strike or another mission or something else that you can do in the meantime. Even if it's not 100% the best, it's still there to do. Uh, it's just, there's a lot of stuff with PlayStation that, whilst it is good, people kind of over-exaggerate it. Like, obviously you will spend hours on those single-player games because you will want 100% them. But... You're also at some point just going to get sick of it. Because you'll play it once and then you'll think, okay, great, I'm going to play it again. 
But then we're like, hang on, I've already played it once, why start again? Why do the same thing all over again, apart from maybe to do it on a higher difficulty? I don't care about exclusive games that much. At the end of the day, I have access to over... I'm going to say 320 games. Because I can't remember how many games are in the Game Pass library. Let's start searching it here and put my phone down. Uh, also, yes, I am recording this on my phone. So if I go to Game Pass right now, let's do on-the-spot research. Let's talk to Game Pass. Now, I know it's definitely over 100. I believe it's actually over 150, possibly even over 200. Uh, games, here we go. And this is all the games in the catalogue. So, give it a second to load. Here we go. 388 games in total over PC, console, and cloud. Uh, in terms of just the console catalogue, I had 247 games available to me. In terms of the cloud-enabled games, I have 169 games available to me. 169 games available in cloud gaming. As for PC, 209. So my console collection is 247 games. That is with a minimum spending of, let's see, go back to the overview here. See, the reason I'm bringing this up is actually how many games I have. So the minimum I can spend on this, and I'm gonna go for minimum, and I'm gonna do maximum, I'm gonna go minimum, because it's only fair on them. Is eight pounds a month. Let's say eight pounds a month. So if I do what was that number? So charging. Thank you, speaker. I'm away or charging. Uh yeah, my speaker'd love to do that. So eight pounds a month and the total number of games on console. is 247 so we're doing 247 divided by 8 it would take me 30 months to pay for every single game I have access to in this library and spoiler alert more games are added over those months uh, if I want to do ultimate then I have access to what is it again 388 and I pay 10 quid so 388 divided by 10 I am or is it close to 11 actually I think it might be closer to 11 I think it's like 10.99 but I'm gonna do a rounded just to make it, make it easier on the numbers it is currently Going all the way down to the bottom here. 11 quid. Let's go 11 just to make it more fair. It would take me 35 months. 35 months to pay off all of those games and EA player coming to that later this year. And that is just. No. Sorry. 
No, that's not even right. No. No, sorry, no, I need to do 388 times let go 60. It's a number that you can kind of expect. Divided by 11. 2,116 months. If all of her games are £60 at launch, I'm aware that they're not, I'm aware that they can be less. I'm going for a general price that you can probably associate with every single game in that catalogue, as that is kind of a general pricing for games as far as I'm aware. It would take me a lot, a lot, it would take me, yeah, a very long time to pay those games off, to pay that off, that's, let's say seven or eight years, let's say seven or eight years, I'm not going to say exactly, um, you know what? Let's divide it by 12. What? Hang on. What am I doing wrong here? Sorry, no, let's divide it by 365. Yeah, that'll take me 5.7982 years. So that's and new games will be added and more games will be added over time. So I have an amazing deal for my money there and that can include all of the Gears of War games and basically every Xbox exclusive being released in the future. And that's what I like about Xbox. I don't have to worry about I'm not on Xbox. I won't be able to play my games. I have most of my games again. That was 169 games in the Game Pass catalogue for cloud gaming. Like, that's a lot of games in that catalogue. And personally, that's worth it. I like that number. That's a good number. So, you got to admit that, um, yeah, you got to admit, it is a good number. And when you realise how much money you're actually, how much money you're probably going to end up saving to play all of these games... You really do save a lot. So, long story short, I'm going with Xbox because A, I have my back catalogue and B, Game Pass Ultimate is just too good of a value for me to pass up on. Just to have to rebuild my entire catalogue with new games the entire time. I've got an amazing catalogue, I'm not throwing that away. And just to change platforms. So, I have now locked myself into Xbox unless something drastic happens. But for now... I'm saying Xbox. If you're a PlayStation gamer, great. Crossplay is everywhere. We might as well be on the same console because we can probably play the game as together as well. So, my name is Luke. This has been Done Out to the World. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in tomorrow's episode. Also, you will notice uh, daily episodes have made a small comeback. This week has been a massive week for tech announcements. So that is why it's not a permanent thing by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, It is a one-week thing just due to a lot of news coming out this week. But I will see you in tomorrow's episode. Thank you for listening. And also, thank you for being here whilst I called out Spider. That was interesting to do. So yeah, see you in tomorrow's episode.